Welcome back. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe G. Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday live at BetMGM National Harbor. This place is awesome. We're here all day watching football, watching the World Cup, and we're joined right now. We'll be joined by a guest in a second. But first, let's introduce, our, I guess, our third co-host for this hour, Ryan Horvath from BetMGM Tonight. Ryan, how you doing, man? Doing great. You know, usually here on Monday nights for our show, BetMGM Tonight, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern, and we'll be here tonight. But uh, good to see you guys. Good to fill in for Ostrowski and come out of the bullpen since he's still <laughs> sick, sitting in his basement right now. I talked to him on the phone yesterday. He was actually a little crabby. I was just saying that's normal. That means he's healthy and he should be here. I mean, when is he not crabby? Yeah, I don't know. It was a big day for Justin Fields again, although a tough loss for the Bears. Yep. I thought he'd be in a better mood. But Well, yeah. that's what the Bears want, right? right? They want to lose games and develop Fields. Right. That's perfect. Exactly. But, hey, it's good to see you guys. You too. No, I've never even met you in person. I know. It's our first time. First time I met Aaron in person doing our show here this morning. It's a Horvat sandwich. We just need our yellow mustard here, yes, and we're good yes. to go. I'm a little nervous, though. i got some big shoes to fill. Ostrowski? I'm, I'm in the middle of greatness right wow. now. Wow. <laughs> we're, we're just trying not to break anything. I mean, you're here every week. It's a cool setup. You like it? Yeah. I love it here. It's beautiful. I love the setup. Good food, too. We'll check out the steakhouse. I like to go upstairs, play a little poker. Speaking so, of, so does Allen Iverson. Yeah, we, we got rumors Allen Iverson is live here this morning, which <laughs> is probably the least surprising you'll ever hear. The, the last time, so uh, it was like two and a half months ago, though, and I was playing poker, and um, so I don't check my phone, obviously, at the table, and I got a text message. My phone is blowing up, and I look at my phone, and it was 5.45 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, and I had to take my son to school at 7.15. My wife's like, where are you? And oh, I said, no. Wow. That's how, that's how fun Time the poker flies is, like that? Yeah. So you, you stayed win? after your show Monday. Yeah. Hung out, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I had to race home, take my kid to school, get some sleep, and then come back and do the show. Wow. Listen, you made it. That's all that matters. Yeah. Details don't matter. Was wifey mad? No. A little concerned? No, no, because I won. Okay. If I was here all night and I lost money, then she'd be pretty. <laughs> yeah, of course she would be. I need one more hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she was okay with it. All right, we're, we'll, we'll get into week 12 next segment. Um we, Jason Lock and Fora coming up here. Let, let's bring on Jason Lock and Fora, who's joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Jason, of course, our teammate here on the BeckQL Network. Jason, let's start with Sunday Night Football. It was the, probably the game of the day. Patrick Mahomes, three touchdowns, all to Kelsey. Uh, Jason, before the year was like, hey, the Chiefs might not be as good. Maybe they won't win the division. It's like we're back to where we always are, which is the Chiefs probably heading to home field advantage. Well, one of the things that fascinated me about the futures market through the summer was um, at numerous times I wrote columns saying, hey, Patrick Mahomes is like third or fourth on some of these boards in terms of MVP odds like how is he not the favorite year in year out until proven otherwise and I wasn't sure about the yardage totals like I I, kind of was like all right well there's no Tyreek Hill and they've got to reconfigure some things and I think Andy Reid wants to run the ball more this year like I have that internal dialogue every you know August (laughs) but I'm like this cat's gonna throw for 50 touchdowns or close to it and I don't think anybody else on the planet is doing that extra game or not and so I'm not really surprised. I'm surprised that the rest of the division is as horrible or meh as it is. I did buy that the division would be tougher, but I still thought they'd be the cream of the crop. I thought they'd win that division. And I I just, you know, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, any given year, that's got MVP potential. And he may run away with this thing. Uh, 
they will run away with that division, and we'll have to see about the one seed. I mean, if you look at their schedule, and it's tough, but can make the case that the worst of it's probably over. So, I know they may slip up here or there. Uh, I've been really intrigued by the defense. They've obviously gotten a lot more athletic at linebacker the last couple of years. Um, Chris Jones playing at an elite level. And they bolstered their secondary a bit. So, yeah, that's a formidable team. It really is. Jason LaConfora with us. Thank you so much for joining us. We are live at BetMGM at National Harbor. Jason, another team that surprised me is the Titans. I mean, 7-3 and three atop the AFC South. What's been your assessment of Tannehill and the Titans? Just win, baby. Um, I've been backing them really since early October pretty much every week, and they haven't let me down. And I look at the lines every week, even this look-ahead line with the Bengals. I mean, late last night I was looking at it as one and a half. I'm like, they're at home? Like, I, I'll take that all day long. I mean, they ripped Joe Burrow's face off <laughs> in the playoffs and found a way to lose despite sacking him ten times or whatever or hitting him 12 times. I don't know if this Bengals offensive line is any better. Now, Mixon's in concussion protocol. Jamar Chase won't play in that game. Um, you may get Dupree and a few guys back. And even they, even when they haven't had him, it doesn't matter. I mean, you go back the last seven, eight weeks now, they're an elite scoring defense. They're, they've, they've been an elite third-down defense. They, they bend but don't break. They'll give you yards between the 20s. But, man, it's a lot of threes and not sevens in the red zone. Offensively, they're just good enough. They know who they are. They don't beat themselves. They're not interested in box scores. They're not interested in fantasy football. <laughs> and Tannehill looks healthy for the first time in a while now. So, that the rest of the division sucks, uh, and and Vrabel knows how to win football games. So yeah, I, I think there's a there has been and still remains, at least as we talk right now, money to be made on them because I just don't think the public wants to get behind them. I just don't think people. It's not sexy enough for them. It's not aesthetically pleasing enough for them. There's not enough dudes from their fantasy team, you know, on on those that roster except for Derrick Henry. Um, but yet they've got the, the receiving group is is getting better, and Burks looks like a thing, and they're getting a little more production out of tight end, and it's just a really good defensive football team who knows who they are. So I, I would keep I would keep riding that horse. Jason, yesterday, uh, what was your biggest takeaway watching that Dallas Minnesota game? Because Minnesota's coming off a huge win against Buffalo, but it was kind of a fluky game, and then they just get absolutely uh, just curb stomped yesterday by Dallas. So, what do you take away from that right now? Because you look at the NFC, and Philadelphia hasn't looked as good the last couple weeks. And if Dallas does have a shot at landing OBJ, I think you almost have to make them the favorites right now in the NFC. Yeah, I, these, you know, like it's just such a weird week for Dallas where. They're the one team in a long time that's made the Packers look like they have an offense, and then they go and shut down a team with an offense. Now, that thing snowballed early. You know, like it completely took the Vikings out of any sort of game script. They obviously had Cook established early, and then here comes, you know, an avalanche of points the other way, and it's like, well, we're not running the ball. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I still think there is a, you know, I think you can run on the Cowboys. You know, I, I, I do. Um, that's just been an established fact. And I kind of was looking at them saying they should get Indomitian Sue. I think they need him more than they need Odell Beckham. We'll find out over time if that's true or not. 
I mean, the Vikings have a negative scoring differential, right? So, like, they're clearly not exactly who their record says they should be, yet they still found ways to to win more games than pretty much any team in this league. I don't know if it was a letdown spot for them coming off the Buffalo thing. It shouldn't have been, you know, facing a, a team you're battling for potentially the first overall seed. I've got to be honest, man. Those two teams I have not really had a great handle on. They zig when I think they're going to zag, um, and they zag when I think they're going to zig. There's a good chance they meet again in the playoffs, and I'll be fascinated to see what that looks like. But I don't think Dallas is that much better than the Vikings, although they obviously were yesterday. Jason, is it time for the Jets to move off of Zach Wilson or, or think about the future or, or just try to save this season? Because they can make the playoffs with this defense. I mean, they, their defense is incredible. And Zach Wilson is out there playing like Johnny Manziel 2.0. What, what do you think about Wilson and the Jets right now? Well, I think Robert Sala's got a real um, – he's got a real mess on his hands. And, he, look, he – you coach all 53 guys, yada, 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 I get that. But he's he's – he embodies their defensive ethos. He got hired based off his ability to build and call a defense. And those guys are, I mean, those guys are, are, are fighting their backsides off. They're doing everything you could possibly hope they're, they, that, you know, you could want them to do at this stage of that rebuild of that program. And the offense is an abject failure. And you know what? When Flacco was in there, they did have a – like, they spread the ball around. They were throwing over 300 yards. They were getting people involved, and that was yeah. before Garrett Wilson even really came along. And, you know, now without Hall, I, I think it, it, it does require them to, to prove that they can throw the ball a little more than maybe you had to earlier in the season. And, and I don't – I've never been a Zach Wilson guy. I never got it. The evaluators I know and trust in this league scratch their head in real time. They didn't know about the personality. They certainly didn't like him in New York City. Like, you put him in Jacksonville or something, maybe. But New York, to try to be the savior after all the guys have failed there in that market, good luck. Um, and he was super raw, and he didn't play anybody in college, and he was a one-year wonder. So I'm not surprised that it's been a failure. And, yeah, I mean, he's got two options there to go to that either I think the locker room will respond to more and maybe those guys could manage a game better than him and provide a, a few more splash plays than this kid seems capable of right now. So I would suspect that Salah's in there meeting with his sort of, you know, whatever they call it, leadership council. Or, he's got to take the pulse of that locker room. And he may need to do something that ownership in the front office maybe don't love because it's an indictment of where they are at the quarterback position again, but that they may need in real time to try to make this a much more meaningful season than the Jets have had in a long time. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's talk about Monday Night Football, Niners, Cardinals. We know Colt McCoy is set to start for the Cardinals. Um, this one in Mexico City with some altitude. On the flip side, we've got Shanahan with a couple weeks to prepare. The team's been practicing in Colorado Springs. Um, the number now at 10, total 43.5. Jason, what do you like side, total prop? Where are you looking? What angles do you like tonight? Game, But at this point, you know, I was – researching it last night, writing about it last night um, for Sportsline, and I went to bed and it was eight, and I figured, you know, it's going to be McCoy, which I kind of like, because I think he's just, there's guardrails there with him. It's not going to be his feast or famine with Kyler Murray, but I think it's a little more, 
There's a little more flow. I, 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 they beat San Francisco last year with McCoy. And so now it's moved two points, and I wonder if it moves even more. But, you know, Arizona's kind of had their number. I am the, the, the last guy in the world to say anything positive about Cliff Kingsbury. But in that division, certain people seem to have people's numbers. And Arizona's been able to beat Shanahan with regularity. And Kyler Murray's generally been terrible within that division. So I'm kind of looking at it saying divisional game. I want to see if it goes even on the other side of 10. I'd, I'd love to get, you know, 10 and a half, 11. But at this point, I've, I've got to lean into um, – I've got to lean into taking that many points for a San Francisco offense that's been hit or miss um, – I, you know, week in, week out, they have trouble putting up points with any regularity. So i got to take all those points, and I would also lean into the under. Uh, Jason, we only got about 90 seconds here, but do you think, you know, I look at the AFC, man, and we watched Kansas City last night, and Mahomes could just turn it on whenever he wants. We know how good the Bills are. What do you make of Baltimore in the AFC? Because I really like the Roquan pickup, especially now because it allows Patrick Queen to do what he does best. But um, do they score enough points, you know, to be serious contenders in the AFC, Baltimore? I mean, that's who they are. They want to run the football. Um, it'll be more effective when Gus Edwards comes back. That could be as soon as next week. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's a team you're just going to – I could see them going on a real streak here on the under. The defense is much improved. They're not trying to show off a downfield passing game. They don't have the receivers to do it. It's not who they are. Um, it's just a matter of Lamar not turning the ball over and then winning time of possession. They snap the ball consistently under six, seven, eight seconds. It's a time of possession, clock-eating team, and I, I think you know the under is the play on them. Great stuff, Jason. We appreciate it. We'll catch up again soon. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Jason Lockenfora on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best, best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Ryan Horvath hanging out for the 11 a.m. Eastern hour. We'll come back on the other side. We will look at Week 12, line movement across the NFL Opening looks. Uh, there's a lot of interesting games this week. We mentioned one there with Jason. Home dog with the Titans against the Bengals. A total that could be as low as anything we've seen in the NFL in a long time. So we got some Week 12 line movement to look at, uh, including some three, you know, three games on Thursday with Thanksgiving. And, of course, uh, lightning bets coming up in about 20 minutes. Joe Giglio, Ryan Horvat, Aaron Hawksworth. It is Beck UL Daily right here, as always, on the Beck UL Network.